He scrapes the dirt from his nails with a stick. He makes a big pile in a pail on the sink. This weekend, actually. How is that? Do you think that's gonna do? Oh, it it has a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah, but it it uh, probably won't do that well, <laughs> at least in Fargo. Just think of how well Brokeback Mountain did. Uh, it it was like doing okay, but from uh, the stories well, I've heard, reviews of it from people. I'm sure. Like, it, I mean, I'm like, sure. I'm sure it probably got a very good score on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, no, I mean in. Or like West Fargo. That's that's but, what okay, but about. but that's what my point I'm about to get to is, uh, the my my managers and such, the people that have been working there longer than me. I think Brokeback Mountain came out like three years before I started working at the theater, or something like that. And people would come out of that movie constantly. They they knew that it was going to happen. Like every show, that. Somebody would come out and say, well, "I thought this movie was going to be about cowboys, not faggots," and and they'd ask for their money back. Actually, pretty much demand it. And uh, ask demand. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I watched the movie. I really liked it. I thought. I still haven't seen it, but my girlfriend owns it, and she hasn't seen it either. But we're gonna watch it. Sometime. I thought I thought Ang Lee deserved the best director in that. I don't know what he was up against, but definitely. Definitely, definitely good movie. Definitely good movie. Def- definitely good movie. Speaking um, of gay people, uh, I don't know if you heard, but the American Family Association, which is like uh, focus on the family, kind of. It's a conservative Christian group oh. that's like for traditional marriage and between man and woman. Between one man and one woman. Oh yes, I forgot. Because if I say man, that then no. then you could slip in. Like but I did say I did say marriage. man and woman. I didn't say men and women. That's that's true. Okay, <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you that. But uh, they're boycotting Home Depot now because Home Depot uh, they basically treat committed gay couples like Regular like they're people? like well <laughs> not not just that but they're like they they give them insurance benefits like like a married couple like they give them the status of married and as they, I believe it should. And Maybe. right, and on their aprons they have like, do you know what the human rights campaign is? Yeah, it, the, I, for those listening, hey, we knew you were listening, but uh, <laughs> they they have pins that 
that are supporting the human rights campaign, and they also give uh, donations to like pride parades and stuff like that. They also donate to the human rights campaign mm-hmm. and whatnot. Yeah. Home so, Depot. Yeah. So from now on, if I have hardware needs, I'm going to Home Depot. <laughs> My mom works at Home Depot. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I know. She's she's really on the upfront about the gay rights movement. Is she? Pretty sure she's apathetic about that. Probably. But no, what she would she doesn't surprise like, all Democrats and all Republicans are stupid. And then that's that's where she'd leave it. She would just leave it as that just calling everybody stupid and then It's like, "Oh, just stupid politics." Stupid. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, so, I just wanted to, to mention that, because it, it made me feel good, and, you know, the, the, the fact that the American Family Association is boycotting it now brought it to my attention, so now I can go shop there, because I've never shopped at Home Depot in my life before. I, I've been there, but, uh. I can't say I've had a Home to Depot, no. (laughs) Uh, I haven't had to make home repairs at all. Sorry, I'm looking up for directing. He was up against Bennett Miller for Capote, Paul Haggis for Crash, George Clooney for Good Night and Good Luck, and Steven Spielberg for Munich. Oh, well, those were all pretty good movies. I've seen, uh, wh- name them all again? Uh, Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Crash, Good Night and Good Luck, and Munich. Movies. I've seen two of them. Uh, yeah. I'm not actually sure if he should have won that then. If I would have chose... Well, I'm not sure if it well, was... His, I, well, one one second. I, I'm not exactly sure if it was his uh, dir- directing or the actor's acting. Because I know that, that a director sometimes doesn't pull the... Like, if an actor's strong enough, he doesn't have to lead a, an right. actor to but, do stuff. I mean, I mean, he doesn't have to go... The, like, the, direct, the director doesn't have to goad him into doing certain things. Right. I'm just trying to think of uh, other Ang Lee films. The uh, Hulk. I mean, not The Hulk. Uh, no, Hulk. Hulk. Uh, and he also did uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And right, that's something I also need and to he, see. And he also he did, he did, he did uh, uh, Taking Woodstock. Taking back Wood, uh, Taking Woodstock, yeah. And there, there were some pretty good performances in that. Like, well, I don't want to say Eugene Levy's not a serious actor. He does a lot of silly stuff, but he also does, like, he does... Good job of acting in like Christopher Guest films and whatnot. But he's in, but he's in all those damn American Pie films, even the the DVDs, straight to DVD ones. Yeah, the guy got to make his living. But but uh, makes his living. maybe maybe he just really living. likes the the crew or something involved in that. He just gets paid really well, probably. But but I, I can't imagine how they could pay him very well. With those movies. Straight to DVD movies do decently well, especially when they're crappy sequels like that. Oh. Um. I just didn't, you know, it just went under me. I wasn't going to say it just went over my head because it obviously didn't go over my head. It just went underneath me like I put it beneath me. But I, I, I liked especially Eugene, Levy, Eugene Levy's role in um, A Mighty Wind. Me too. When he was, I think his name was Mickey. I liked Best in Show, too, with two left feet. Yeah. <laughs> I literally have two left feet. That's so amazing. It's therapy. I'd walk around in circles. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been talking for probably about five minutes now, I'm guessing. But uh, welcome to the Mental Masturbation Podcast. Glad that you, you've come to join us again this week. 
uh, just to if, if, if this things. is your first time, then thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, introductions. I'm Dragon. I'm Nighthawk. Uh, th- th- those are just uh, aliases. We're yeah, no, that's not our real. Those names. are nicknames. Uh, or code names. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably accessed it via our website because there's not really another way to access it. I guess archive.org you could, but uh, just for your information, our website is www.mentalmasturbationpodcast.com, and there you can email us, access our Facebook page, uh, etc., and uh, look at our bios, look at our work. Okay, just for a disclaimer, this this podcast has nothing to do with actual masturbation. Right. It's it's the, the mental masturbation. If you look up the definition of that, there's it's a definition. I didn't look at it. Well, I don't know if there's a dictionary definition, but just the. Can you look it up then? You can look it up on the internet. Oh, really? Yep. Like an urban dictionary? Yeah. Com? Urban dictionary and other dictionaries. Well, are those credible sources? Can for I... for slang, yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> I'll give you it. But mental masturbation is just uh, the activity of thinking, intellectually thinking. stimulating discussion, kind of. Yeah, thinking for the and, and discussing for the sake of its for its own sake. Yeah. Well, for the sake of, uh, well, I just self gratification. Because it feels good. Yeah. yeah. It feels good to have epiphanies and stuff and put other people down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> that's the goal. That's the goal. No, that's not the goal. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So. This, what is our next topic? This this week, uh, we are discussing Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis. And uh, yes, I uh, I don't know what accent I'm using. I, just I'm uh, I'm using my pompous ass <laughs> accent. That's, pr- that's, that, that's very good of you, but I'm more pompous than you are. Are you pompous? I'm pompous. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know where we should start with this. Uh, okay, well, let's just should we give us an answer uh, or should we just. Well, we should give somewhat of one. I I think well, I, let's I don't just know. Give a general premise of the Pe- story, like yeah. yeah. We won't actually give what happened throughout the entire story, but we'll just give people. Uh, well, I'm sure most people that are uh, introduced to the broad like classical literature, uh, this was written in the early 20th century. Yes, early 20th. And uh, the this kind of story is Gregor Zamsa, the main character. He's a traveling salesman. Traveling salesman who provides completely for his family, not his... He didn't He didn't uh, make a family. It's he, not like he picked he, up his It's his siblings. It's his sister and, yeah, and his parents, because they can't provide for themselves, and they have gotten into sort of debt. So he is the sole provider for the family. And one, uh, one evening... After terrible the bo- dreams. The book immediately begins with, I woke, I woke, uh, Gregor Samsa woke, let me actually read the yeah, first we, book. We have the book right here. So where, okay. As Gregor Samsa awoke from unsettling dreams one morning, he found himself transformed in his bed into a monstrous vermin. Vermin meaning, like, insect, insect or something like that. Because they go on to describe him as having multiple legs, like skittery legs. 
uh, and he also domed, sectioned uh, stomach, basically. And they uh, they always talk about like a, a strong mandible, but you know right. it could be pretty anything. But the picture that is evoked is like kind of like a cockroach, kind of like, like pe- a beetle. Like yeah, I probably probably closer to a beetle just because of the domed nature of it, and that he could curl himself a bit. Mm-hmm. And I don't think cockroaches have any sort of flexibility in I their... I think they do, actually. Really? Yeah, I think they do. Hmm. Well, maybe not in their shell, but in their abdomen, they can, like... Hmm, I didn't know that. ...have mobility, I guess. But he's big enough to fit under... Uh, he's small enough to fit under the sofa, I know. Yeah. So he's not enormous, but he's bigger than an average insect. Right, well, yeah. And I mean, obviously. As far as... Well, he could... But the thing is, he gets stuck in the door, too. So he's he, low to the ground, but he's... He's, he's got to be at least, a f- you know... Well, he's wider than he is tall, oh. if you want to say that word. Uh, obviously, I mean, the majority of insects are that way. Well, because he's lower to the ground. Right, and... Because he does, at one point, try to... Uh, well, let's let's go on to... Yeah, I was going to say, but... Yeah, so one night he he turns into an insect for unknown reasons. You don't even know if it's one night. Like he could have just he just all he knows is he's Well, it happened overnight, overnight while he was sleeping. Well, you don't they never actually say that. They never say that he it happened. It could have happened in an instant. Like Well, yeah. But I suppose it it, it happened while he was sleeping. Yeah. That that's so he awoke for sure. He, he and he noticed his stomach and that he couldn't really get up. Because he was on his back, and it's like kind of the whole turtle on its back thing. Yeah. Uh, but the first thing that he that goes through his mind is how will I get out of bed to go to work today? Like it's it's completely he's not unflo- like uh, floored by that the fact that he is an insect. Right. At all. He he his mind is still pretty much entirely human. But I mean, even so, how would a regular human react to that? I, I wake up as an insect, I'd panic because I'm an insect, but he doesn't panic at all. He's totally cool with it. Yeah, I that's that's something for pondering. I because I don't know I don't know how I would feel because if if you think about um something that stalls you in the morning, like whether it's like you threw up or something like that, that's something that will make you think Am I going to be late for work now because of this problem yeah, or whatever? Yeah. But it's not as something as drastic as turning into an insect, a different species. Say, say I break my leg or something. You know, I'm not thinking, oh, oh, I guess I do say I'm crap. I'm going to be late for work. But I mean, it's an obvious predicament. But he he does say like, oh, but maybe they'll excuse me, like his family, because his family is at the door, be banging on it and yeah, and the, waiting for him to come out because they think he's dreadfully ill. Yeah, and he. Not only that, he woke up late already. Yeah, he yeah. he was supposed to get up about four thirty or something four because he's supposed to be at the train station by five. But and I, I also find it odd his his uh, that his focus on his responsibility to go to work is is strange. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, you know what I mean, uh, because he's always constantly oh well if I, he's he's planning out how he's going to get to work, not just how I'm going to turn myself back. He's going to go to work as a bug because he was like, I'll figure it out along the way. But yeah. I need to get to work. Yeah. So uh, that that establishes that he has a sense of like strong duty, 
But yeah, you know. And the thing is, uh, besides knowing that that he was in the military and whatnot, you never really get a strong understanding of who he is until after he is a bug. Like, it's not. Uh, pre, you never n- understand pre pre bug Gregor that well. You only understand uh, his his desire to to establish a familial connection again with his his family. And all all you understand is that he has this he has the desire to go to work and do that so he can I I, I assumed so he can oh well part of it was to provide for his family and so that he could eventually free himself from this debt and then make his own life because i remember him saying that you know he when he when as soon as he can he is going to quit and basically uh in a silent way tell his boss to shove it kind of mm. um but it, i i find it you know interesting that you you don't even really know gregor that well but as the story goes along and he's uh, dehumanized as by, or by his family. He becomes more and more human to the reader, mm-hmm. and that the, and I, I, you sympathize with him more and more, and it's, it just becomes gradually, just increasingly unfortunate and depressing events happen to him, and you just like well, like can't you understand that he's still Gregor? You know, like. But there's no way he can communicate with himself. Yeah, that, that, and that's well, I, you know, I was thinking about that, and they're like, towards the end, the father says, you know, if only he could understand us, if only, or some, uh, yeah, it's like, if he could understand us, if he, you know, if he could understand us, he just kept repeating it, you know. But, but his father, I guess his father, you know, kind of hated him, especially, or not, not, not. I don't know about before he was a bug, but when he was a bug, he definitely showed. Uh, I, I'm thinking actually, him. the reason why he hated him is because he no longer has a source of. Well, yeah, income. I think I think he uh, he felt this uh, inner abandonment kind of, you know. Yeah, like 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 like, was, like why do, did you, doom almost, yeah. and, and 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 he was taking it out on Gregor, and that's that's why he was the one who was the most vehement and most vocal about how we need to get rid of uh, Bug Gregor. And but uh, he that and that's also true in the sense that he ne- he could have easily I could think of several ways to uh, test whether or not a, Gr- a Gregor or whatever could understand e- like not just simple human language but but c- intricate and complex human talking to him like mm-hmm. tell him to you know. Without pointing or giving body language, just say, "Go over to the counter, touch the counter. Go over to the couch, touch well, the couch, etc." But and that and that would establish that he can still understand you. Well, and, yeah, but but think about it. They're absolutely terrified of him. It's not it's not like they're all rational and thinking. Well, oh, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying that that that's uh, um, just an impossibility. For them, like I would see it, it didn't come up. Ever doing that. And, there, and, the, and but that also brings up the whole uh, near the end when Greta, his sister, uh, who's the one that he felt closest, closest, or closest to before he was a bug and after when she was the one that was taking care of him mm-hmm. right away, and you know it seemed like she still was going to 
treat him basically like her brother. Um, so she, and she was saying like, um, let's see if I can find it. Basically like if, if he, if he was Greg, um, okay. Uh, if it were Gregor, he would have realized long ago that it is impossible for human beings to live with such a creature and he would have gone away of his own free will. Then he wouldn't have, or he wouldn't have a brother or then we wouldn't have a brother, but we'd be able to go on living and honor his memory. But as things are, this animal persecutes us, drives the rumors away, obviously wants to occupy the whole apartment and for us to sleep in the gutter. Look, father, he's starting, or he's starting in again. And a fit of terror was, or that was completely incomprehensible to Gregor. His sister abandoned, even her mother, literally shoved herself off the chair, uh, as if she would rather sacrifice her mother than stay near Gregor and rush behind her father. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of a two way street. So, because if I were Gregor, there's a, there's a lot of things that are going on besides, you know, if he actually, you know, took us, took the time to seriously think about it in a calm manner, which, you know, he still, it had been several months, but this, this was still, you know, very strange to him and, it it was foreign and uh probably di- very discomforting i mean i i can only imagine but uh he was probably thinking well how am i going to live uh i have to keep living well except he wasn't eating but you know i don't want to shame my family for one if i go out on the streets that's probably what's going to happen is i'm going to shame my or shame my family and he couldn't, or if I leave the apartment, not necessarily go out on the streets, but, and he, and he can't just do that necessarily because he's a giant bug, you know? Um, so I, I imagine that, that he probably didn't even think of that. He probably just thought, I have to stay here. And I, I, I he, he felt imprisoned. I know he did because he, he spent the majority of the days when, his family was out just looking out the window and, and feeling this, I I think, you know, that's what gave him his, his sense of happiness, but he, he only got that from looking at his potential freedom, Mm -hmm. you know, but the problem was that I don't think he actually thought maybe he, in the back of his mind, he thought, well, maybe this will go away someday and, and I'll go back to being the same old Gregor or, he, you know, he never thought of the fact that, well, I'm, I'm becoming a big burden on my family and they don't seem to, I, I don't know, maybe it was denial. Like my family almost hates me now. I can't not, not just, uh, am, am I going to live in their household? Like it's, it's a matter of hate. So it, if he, if he, just would stay and behave and and show like like he wanted to show his sister that he loved her violin music and whatnot then then maybe he could continue to live in harmony or whatever so he probably wasn't even thinking about the fact that he could have probably easily lived and found trash food and whatnot to sustain himself so the fact that when she says stuff like, 
oh, if if that was actually Gregor, he he would have realized a long time ago that bugs and humans can't coexist. Mm. So I I I really uh sympathized with him at that moment when I was I was thinking about that. I was like, well, he probably wasn't even thinking about that, but you're probably right where the family wasn't thinking about um what they were I don't even remember what what started that. Well, they straight up say how could you live with a creature like this? He would know that. Yeah, that they're they're not thinking of uh, him. They they're thinking of his physical body as being repulsive, and and not only being repulsive, as not being Gregor. Inhuman. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we were talking about uh, how they could test whether or not Gregor could understand them. Mm-hmm. But they were just they were just so blown away, even at, for months and months, by his physical appearance that they couldn't even, you know, they didn't have the faculties to think of modes of testing like that, you know? Mm. So, uh, well, also, it, it, if you think about it, they haven't been uh, active very much, even mentally or, or physically. I mean, the, the, the dad simply read his paper and he 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 sat around most of the day because he was pretty much he wasn't bedridden he wasn't ill at all and they it was, meant it to was, mention how he's slow but he became sloth like yeah once he stopped once gregor was the one that worked he just stood he breakfast was the most important meal of the day and it lasted till noon because he would read like several newspapers out loud to his mother or to his uh, wife I was thinking about it. Uh, wasn't this... Well, wasn't his... Um, uh, breaking away from his um, salesman job what he wanted in the first place? I know he didn't want to do it like this, but he didn't... He he wouldn't see it like this is sort of what he wanted. Yeah, but the thing is that it changed everything about him. Like... It, it, I think I think the f- it, it, it wasn't for the right reasons, like. But it's not like anything he could help. But right, so, but he he wanted to break away from his salesman's job, salesman job, so he could have that, that that kind of freedom. Yeah, uh, the kind of freedom where he could pursue the activities he wanted. Yeah, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is that he did. Uh, I'm trying to say the book is trying to say something about responsibility. I'm not trying to say that. It's what he wanted, but he didn't have to be responsible for his family anymore because he's now a giant bug. So he's necessarily uh, helpless in a sense, but he has no responsibility because he's helpless. Mm-hmm. I think uh, this also uh, is making a point about uh, taking – yeah, while well, taking responsibility – sort of for your own life not not just for your actions but for your life like you make your life what you make it and he in in existentialism you kind of it takes the approach of we're thrown into existence we don't choose our own existence we're we just we ha- we yeah circumstances come and we end up existing mm-hmm. and and that's what happened with gregor not not in his life as a human, but he but became a new as, had a new existence. It, it it happened. There was nothing he could do about it. But all he ended up doing 
was uh, basically neglecting himself but that that i think that also was shaped by his the disdain shown for him by his family especially as as his sister her care for him waned like i think if she would have continued to show him care uh he would have been more um willing to take care of himself mm-hmm. but you know he let well he there wasn't much he could do about the apple in his back but he there was you know dust there's an actual metaphor that they believe is for the the apple okay well Go we'll ahead. get we'll get to that in just a second but the you know there was dust all over his room and whatnot and he said he used to take well he didn't say what the narrator said that he used to take or take time several times a day to make sure he'd get the dust all off his back and whatnot, but he he eventually just stopped eating and stopped taking care of the dust off his back because his life was so so uh, I, I guess worthless to him. Or just and he asked himself, "What's the point?" Yeah, that uh, I'm not going to gain any love from my family uh, by staying alive. Uh, or and they they'll they'll never break this image of me being this repulsive bug. And that that's where at you know at the end of his life the. The, you know, the purpose of his being was to free his family of the burden, you know, where he, he became content with the fact that, well, it was when his legs gave out, it was like, well, this was just for the better anyway. Like, I was surprised my legs even lasted this long. And yeah, and then, then he died. So he made his existence, the purpose of existence, to be non-existent. Yeah, that's, 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 I think that's what he felt at the end of it. Or, you know what I mean? In his dying moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, do explain the metaphor for the apple. Well, they obviously say, you know, what the apple represents in Christian mythology and uh-huh. like Judeo-Christian mythology, I should say. Because uh, the father comes in the room, the uh, all angry at him for... I believe it was for frightening the mom because he was standing on the ceiling, wasn't he? Eye level on the ceiling. The yeah, room. when she was she was on the wall, or he was on the wall, and she noticed the brown blurb on the yeah. wall, and then she realized it was Gregor. Yes. Well, the dad comes in angry by this, uh, obviously doing something out of line, like he shouldn't have been on the wall. So he picks up apples and starts throwing them. Well, him. and then it's it's the, it one lodges it in his back, and that's staining him with the original sin. Mm-hmm. It's weighing but, him down, uh, and that sort he's of automatically he's guilty. For that's a remind. They but, always say but, that the apple was was served as a reminder for him of uh, how of what he did for his mother, like to his mother, mm-hmm. and uh, like he he felt guilty because he did that out of spite, pretty much when he crawled on the wall because he wasn't going to go under Well, I thought it was because if I remember correctly, they said that he didn't want them to keep taking the stuff. He wanted to take the picture off the wall of those women because they kept taking the stuff out of his room. Yeah. Well, he also says that like he it was out, out of desperation pretty much that he went on the wall because that's the only thing he could do it, but he was sort of getting uh I remember being a little angry like at his his uh uh, sister, because he he didn't want it to change. Because when mm-hmm. he came back, like his mom said, that she didn't want anything in the room to change because uh, 
they wanted to leave it. She said it was depressing where when nothing was in the room. Like, well, they they said it gave a sign of hope when the room was filled with the stuff right. that he had. Like, and, and she thought that Gregor would have been sad if the stuff would have left. Yeah, which was which he was actually sad because he. Yeah. It, that's a, but, I mean, he does say that the uh, the bureau could go, but he says the desk was filled with all of his accomplishments and yeah. all of his. So thinking about the desk now, I think about it like his accomplishments. His accomplishments pretty much mean nothing to him because he can't continue, can't use those accomplishments because he's a a vermin. But I mean, just because you can't, I I understand what you're saying, but. Would you would you say that the the only reason you feel proud of your accomplishments is because you can use them, or you know what I mean? Like, well, wouldn't I guess I guess they don't have the same meaning because, well, I'm not a human anymore. But the thing is, he's they're taking his accomplishments away. Oh from yeah, him. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, use them. Oh, oh in that sense, uh, I thought you were saying like they weren't of. Like a u- utility. Like, yeah, like, no. I was saying that okay. he can't... But he can't even, like, look at them or... or uh, Nobody can look at them. Like, nobody can recognize him or his accomplishments. Yeah. Because, they're, because they don't know that... So, so not I mean, not only just just that, but, like, the, the, rem, the remaining reminders of his identity are getting stripped away. And I think... It, and what's kept in a bureau... I think a bureau is is a desk. It's a desk. Yeah. Well, well, I know, but so there's a desk and a bureau. Uh, I'll look up the definition of. I think bureau. it's like kind of like a filing cabinet, actually. That may be right. Uh, but what what I was saying uh, while I'm looking this up is was that Gregor was still Gregor to himself while his you know his the tastes of in his mouth. Uh, it's a chest of drawers. Uh, often with a mirror at the top. I think that's that was his like dresser. Yeah. Much. Okay. Uh, well, but I was thinking he was okay with doing that because he's no longer needs the clothes and clothes don't make the man. Yeah. Well, uh, but the yeah his his desires were changing not like not only for food but like what he enjoyed doing and what he could do, and, and making of himself. There, there was this new aspects of, of his identity but he still had his re- reminders of you know the picture of himself in the military and um those those other achievements and such that were in his desk and whatever they were still basically key elements of his identity mm-hmm. that were now being taken away from him yep and and they never like att- addressed that head on in the in the book but when when they're doing that it's because Greta wanted to make room for him because he liked hanging on the ceiling and falling off of it yeah but and then he had a misunderstanding of why they were doing it because she doesn't actually uh, i mean she doesn't she doesn't say it to him but didn't didn't he like hear well, them he in hears the, them but i mean oh yeah but Greta didn't it's not it's he's it's a misunderstanding like it's kind of an unconscious misunderstanding you know like i accidentally bump into you and you or something and some people might take that as an aggressive act towards them but i'm not actually consciously doing an, accre- an aggressive act towards them uh-huh. it's a simple accident it's a confusion it's not uh so i take or i say something i threw something away that's important to you do you take that personal right yeah i didn't know it was important it, to you 
but you take it personal because it's like I destroyed part of your identity, but I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Well, that that just proves that utilitarian morals are the the correct morals. No, that that just means that the 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 consequences are an important factor in it as well as the intent. But besides the point, uh, I get I get what you're saying. I I think if if I'm trying to remember what happened is that Greta wouldn't didn't entirely explain to his mother why she, why it was doing it not. I think she said that it was to help Gregor, and at that point... Oh, no, it was because he was crawling uh, on the walls, and she needed more... He thought, he need, he she needed thought more space. that he would be happier if there was more space to crawl, because that's right. all he that's pretty what, much That's does. what Greta, Greta was thinking. But what I'm saying is that, um, yeah, the, his, mo- her, his mother uh, was still feeling emotional attachment to Gregor at this point, because this was only briefly after... Uh, the long, you know, the long stint where she didn't see Gregor, and then she's like, "Well, I have to see my boy. Like he's still my Gregor, and whatever." Um, and then she saw him briefly, but she couldn't, you know, take much of it. But that on, so Greta approaches his mother, saying, "If we take all this stuff out of the room, it'll help Gregor." Um, and the mother was more than willing to oblige. Gregor because you know she still loved him but I don't think Gregor heard the full motives because I think some of the motives were only in Greta's head yep uh, but another thing what I'm thinking of uh, is what was gonna what, what was it gonna say uh, it, just as a, a, a note just I just thought of how we're you know, when you're reading a book like this that has a narrator that's not part of the actual story, that wasn't yeah. a character in the story, you know, you you almost become omniscient. Like, yeah, that's exactly the third person. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it's called third person omniscience. Yeah, 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 but but it's it's just it's just strange because uh, that's part of why I was confused about like, well, didn't Gregor know this? Because it's kind of like the whole uh, pe- egocentrism thing, like. Well, if I knew it, didn't then they knew it too, right? You yeah. know what I mean. And so that's why I thought, well, Gregor, Gregor knew, and so did his mother, that. So it, it makes it actually less Gre- ambiguous. Uh, or Greta's the motives. Nar- there is a narr- narrator, so yeah. Like it, it, say, put it in the perspective of if say if it was in first person, like we the narrator wasn't there and we only heard. Uh, you know, I, I Gregor's thoughts. I'm, I'm thinking about it, and that would almost be. Um, if if it were to be rewritten or something, I I, I I wouldn't I doubt anybody would be willing or daring enough to do something like that. They did do a, a book about uh, uh, well, what is it called? I forgot what it was called, but uh, it's in actually the back of this. Uh, but I think I think first person would be the way to go. There was a novelist that uh, had written a story that takes place as if. Uh, it's called Insect Dreams, the Half-Life of Gregor. It's as if uh, Gregor had survived the end of the book hmm. and uh, and stuff like that. So he, it's like a continuation, like changing the ending and then uh-huh. and then as if he lived on. But uh, what was going to – oh, fuck, I can't remember what I was going to say. Where was I? Well, I, I remember – it's just, it's just interesting. If you think about it, 
from God point of view, would wouldn't omniscience almost be confusing? Like some because if you just think about it just now, I, obviously a God wouldn't have a human brain or whatever. But when when you're trying to to sort out, I guess he would know automatically who knew what. That's part of omniscience. But it's just interesting because we were omniscient to that, but we also have fallible memories that. Because of our omniscience, that made it a little murky about who knew what in the story. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, I also wanted to point out that while while Nighthawk is thinking that that it did it was raining. It, I think almost every day. Well, every day that they mentioned in the mm-hmm. story, and it was the type of rain. That's it's not like downpour. I don't think of downpour rain as being like really the depressing type, but it, it was they they clearly spelled it out as like each individual drop was hitting the ground at a separate time. Like it was like this slow kind of pattery rain that was heavy drops, yeah. and that and that they really spelled out the the gray sky, and it just made me think of I don't know this slow paced rain that really made it. Uh, all the more depressingly moody, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it, that it just enshra- it, you know, if you painted the picture of the metamorphosis, that you just slid some some gray over it, you know what I mean? That. Like kind of. Yeah, like like a fog. Yeah. Um. Did you did you end up thinking of what? Yeah, you know? yeah. I was about to say it, and then oh, okay. you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, continue. Uh, uh, now I forget. I lost it again. Really? Yeah. That sucks. Um. Yeah. So, what else do we have to say about this? Um. I guess y- you know more than I do about. Uh, Kafka's relationship with his father, um, if you want to address that at all. Um, all I know, it wasn't very good. Okay. Uh, I just... No, no, I, I'm just... Uh, I don't know any, like, happenings that did, yeah. occurred that made him angry, but he always felt intimidated by his father. Uh... And his father was very aggressive with him all the time. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. This just makes me think of yeah the intimidating nature of the father in the the story. Uh, there was also a note in in the book of uh, Sam. I was like, I'm gonna look look it up because they talk about kind of the etymology of I think it was of Samsa. See if I can find it. Uh, basically, it was like check for I am alone, and I can't remember the words. But that that I think that really rings true for for Gregor's uh. character. While he he lived in a house with his family, he most certainly was alone. Like as not not necessarily right away after his his metamorphosis, but 
as time went on. And even even so, like, I think, it, if I remember correctly, they, they, I don't know if that necessarily means Gregor uh, thought in any concrete way less and less, but it, I, I think I noticed that Gregor's internal thoughts mm-hmm. happened less and less throughout this throughout the story. So I don't know if that meant that you know his mind was slowly changing to to that of. Well, I was thinking about Castaway, and if you don't really have anybody to talk to, there's no really point in talking. So I mean, you obviously think to yourself, but you think people talk aloud, you know, mm-hmm. as if somebody were listening to them. Uh, once you're in a state of isolation, uh, you probably do that less and less because there's there's not many uh, like he wants to talk to them, but he 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 realizes it's futile to talk to them. And not only that, but he, well, because part of the futility is his his boundaries because of their repulsion mm. is that he he can't even do it and. I, I don't I don't know if they spelled it out clearly, but was he successful in r- right away in the story when he tried really slowly to talk and oh no that what they said was that sounded like an animal like that wasn't okay because I thought I remembered somebody answering back but maybe they were just answering no they d- they did say something at him but they're he's like that sounded like an animal just like an animal noise okay that's what the head clerk said right like in horror. Yeah, I just thought, you know, initially he had tried before they saw him, and and in in some way that he was successful, but that must not have been the case. What? I thought I thought you were gonna say something, but oh no, uh, it's just incredibly sad, um. Just trying to think, what else? Oh, there was. There's a few uh, points about rights uh, that I doubt that they were necessarily he was necessarily making, uh, and about identity. That that. Well, for one, like I, I talked to you, I think it was last night uh-huh. about. Now that I'm, I've read this story. I'm gonna think twice probably before I step on another ant or something. You know, even though they're probably not going to have as intricate of emotions and and thoughts as Gregor probably did, but you realize that <laughs> you know you once you really empathize with something like that, you know, yeah. it, I I think I really humanized the beetle or the cockroach or whatever, and that uh, kind of put him put it on my level, even though he wasn't. Uh, human in any any technical way but that also brings partially to my point about identity and like what what counts as human mm-hmm. you know and well he he probably could have communicated in some sort of useful way if he wanted to but just the whole terror of the situation made that nearly impossible but you know if you talk about like alien races and whatnot, or or if mm-hmm. if uh, other species on our planet 
get to the the point where they they can uh, communicate very very effectively and uh, what you know at what point do we consider them persons not not human because that's that means homo sapiens but but you know thinking sentient beings mm-hmm. like obviously Gregor was one of those he just couldn't vocalize mm-hmm. uh, so you know what 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 do you think would classify in that situation like where where do we draw the line of sentience and well i did have that one discussion with you uh regarding if we should have no problem eating mentally handicapped people because in a sense that they are they have lower intelligence and mm-hmm. that all that happens is that they're in in the body of a I think person. was this when we went to an education? Yeah, and I had said, well, we eat cows, we eat, like other animals of lower intelligence, like a lower lower intelligence, but we won't eat our our own of lower intelligence. Like we won't resort to cannibalism. So mm-hmm. uh, I say, why can't we just not eat like cattle? Like it's it's totally not beneficial. Like it's just simply because they're shaped differently and they they have more meat. Yeah. Uh, I think it's because of the whole we can't reproduce with them either. This the instinct of we can't re- of, reproduce with mentally handicapped people either. Well, time, well, I what mean, I'm saying is that uh, we still identify them as as human beings, as in not not yeah. not uh, intelligent. But I'm just. Uh, but say, but this is the question we were asking. Right. So we can. What happens when we like go to a dolphin? Like, if a, if a dolphin's had some sort of in higher intelligence, like communication with us, like uh, an ability to express emotion, we should uh, uh, we shouldn't kill them. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, I mean humans kill other humans all the time. So I mean it's not like that's completely taboo. <laughs> I guess well, it's, in war, it, it's it's it's. If we like declare war on the dolphins, but <laughs> uh, I mean that—that's a really good question. Uh, that and that's something I, you know I had a hard time responding when when we brought it up initially. Like I was trying to sort of I you know sort of rationalize why it's okay for me to eat animals, but not you know, people with Down syndrome, you know, not that I would want to. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's the whole, you know, we, we, it's, it's socially acceptable to dehumanize cows. Uh, yeah. Uh, or like, I, I, I don't want to say dehumanize, uh, uh, but, but, uh, say that they're at a lower level, which I mean, from our standards, they technically are, as far as um, because, well, evolution goes, or so. Like we've obviously been the more successful species since we. And intelligence. I mean, like they're they're just as good at surviving, but. Um, well, in a sense that we can probably we control their 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 species, so we have control over their whether. Right, but what I'm saying is that, that so that's what I'm saying. We're more successful and like we dominate them because we are a highly social like yeah developed social species. Yeah, what well, well, I I'm just saying if you're talking about success in evolutionary terms like they've survived just as long as we have or whatever like they still exist. And so that 
that that's all that's necessary for success and and well and reproduction. Well, but, but since we're the ones that are responsible for their reproduction, same with dogs and cats and whatnot. We're we're the I'm, yeah. I'm just talking about in a sense of control. Yeah, like we dominate them. Yeah, and, and so. Uh, It, it's it's i guess i guess is that is that why because we're the ones that are in control that we think that it's okay like i mean for the record like i ate a cow earlier tonight i i i, I, I i'm not a vegetarian but i think it's important to keep thinking about this sort of thing because i i can be willing to change my mind one thing henry david thoreau said that will probably advance past this hopefully that societies uh well societies used to cannibalize each other all the time mm-hmm. and they thought it was okay but then they're like okay let's stop doing this and then he thinks that sort of like you know magic uh religion science mm-hmm. well magic magic science mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> magic magic science uh well okay i guess what um a point i heard one time was that in every case uh, where rights have been granted to groups or individuals, uh, those rights came from request and demand for those rights. Like they had to, they had to get together, organize, and uh, you know request or demand. Like I said, those those rights. And since, well, for one, we're holding a cow back from ever requesting or demanding rights but uh since they aren't doing that that then they don't get any so we shouldn't give retarded people well and that, but 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 because but and, but, and that, I, i'm sorry that, for using that that term but no i i yeah. i know what you're saying and i'm apologizing to the view yeah uh but i guess uh I don't know if it's just like majority of people are the 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 arbiters for this or what, you know. Like see this is this is another thing like if you're talking about abortion or whatever, like some people draw the line at the ability to feel pain. Like I would uh-huh. be one of those people and that's like approximately 3 months in because of brain functioning and stuff. Uh, but, but cows, chickens, etc. especially the way we kill them, they can feel pain. And why is it, I guess it's because partially we're not there when they get killed. Mm. And it's kind of like Soylent Green, if you think about it. If, if we weren't, if we didn't know that it was people we were eating, we'd be totally it, fine with it. Yeah, like and Sweeney Todd and uh, etc. Well, once we find out that it was a person... Like oh well we could we could interact with them socially. It's a it's a I think it's just a cultural social thing that mm-hmm. we we won't eat another human because we empathize with yeah them. we can't empathize with the cow because we don't think that cows have uh, intelligent thoughts or any meaning to them. Right. Well, I mean not just that that comes down I think that comes down to instinct and that's why. Well, for one for one you're right about the social interaction because I think that's why we grant. And mentally retarded people rights is because not just the social interaction because you know you can socially interact with some of them um but 
not just that, is that they are the family member of somebody that you could socially interact with. Uh-huh. And you would have to pay the consequences in their sadness or their anger or their death threats or, you know, whatever. Um, and so there, there's that element into why we would grant them rights. And there's the whole uh, instinct of species yeah. thing. Because when we see a mentally retarded person, we still see them as a, as a, homo, a member of homo sapiens, as, as a member of uh, the basically the bloodline that we could potentially reproduce. And this is an, probably an unconscious motive but it's still it's I'm pretty sure it's there, mm-hmm. um, and so when we see cows or chickens or pigs, we instinctually uh, think food. Yeah, like well, we, we we or or we we see that we don't have this, uh, or we don't have quite the same bond. We don't have a direct as we do emotional attachment because, to them. Right, because uh, we don't see the face of a human, but we do, however, I mean, with a lot of mammals. I mean, that, I'll, totally I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll admit that I like mammals more than any other animal because of their facial structure mostly and the fur and whatever because they are humanized. That's that's why we like puppies and things is because they basically remind mm-hmm. us of babies, babies. Yep. because they have huge heads and eyes and uh, just their, their their features are organized in the same way as a as. Or more, the more mammalian, like the closer to human, probably the more likely you think it's a cute animal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh. And so, but so there's that that it's just like how we have the instinct. I mean, not every person does, but the the incest. Uh, yes. The, it, it it was good. It's good for well our society and reinforces it but we have this whole instinct of i shouldn't want to breed with my siblings it's because you know it decreases genetic variation i think it's funny that 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 would uh uh like nobody's thinking it's because it yeah decreases. right but but <laughs> but all, but because of uh gene imprinting it gives you this sort of icky feeling you know, when you think about yeah. it, even if it's even if it's an adopted sibling, you're still like, oh, I'm not gonna. That's my sister. See, but there there probably are cultures where it it might be fine. Like, I mean, keeping like a royal bloodline and such. Yeah. They, they keep the blood inside the family, so they actually do have sex with each other, and they have they don't feel like any. Uh, so I'm thinking. Yeah, it's and not, sometimes it's, they get def- serious deformities from yeah. it. But but but, but I, I I'm, I'm thinking it's it's not as much a genetic. I mean, it's probably partially genetic, but it's probably more social than anything. Uh, well, yeah, but um, that I I think that 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 social um, that social meme or whatever arose well partially from recognition that if I breed with my sister, mm-hmm. that it's probably gonna or that it produces bad children probably cursed children well, in the past well, then that's like social learning right again. um but i still don't think but, that but, would be but genetic because animals do it with each other like it, it would have to be a uh i don't know where it would develop in humans where uh 
where the gene would tell them all of a sudden – I mean, not all of a sudden, but that we shouldn't – I think – well, I don't, I don't know if – I know some animals, like some lemurs, they – there's a lot of in, inbreeding going on, and they get a lot of deformities. But so that's, that's part of how it, evolution it, it, happens. I think it's the, – the genetic part of it is our actual genetically – like our intelligence mm-hmm. factor – that we probably remember that uh, breeding offspring like similar like the same offspring mm-hmm. uh, gives a bad result, and it and it probably wasn't the reason like genetic like stuff. We just thought like something was cursing us. Oh yeah, um, I I know the Bible doesn't directly um, like uh, call out incest or whatever uh but i think it it indirectly does because in the story of um lot and his daughters daughters, yep and then they uh, were cursed the Uh, well what happens is that you know those two get him drunk and sleep with him on successive nights and the and now the bible doesn't directly say blah 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 like those two fucked up and and we don't God we don't condone it. that but the right after that the, you know it says that they got pregnant and had children and one tribe was like the edomites and one was the ammonites i think and then and then they're not yeah they're not allowed to enter heaven so so while uh but the thing is how did the children of adam and eve reproduce that's why we have to we have to be uh, what do you say? We have to we have to repent for that. We have to repent for the fact that Adam and Eve did it with each other. Yeah. Well, they're not brother and sister though. Well, they, she was taken directly from his rib. So. Well, I mean, that's like having sex with like an amoeba having sex with an amoeba. But of course, <laughs> that's not. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. But. Because they reproduce asexually. They don't have sex. Yeah. The point. I mean, the point I was making is that uh, even in a culture that was probably you know three thousand years ago about they didn't condone it basically they they indirectly they said it was bad juju basically but but they still had this idea that incest was bad Mm -hmm. well and then they have that whole freudian thing where of oedipal and antigone yeah Yeah. and then yeah electra complex and oh yeah electra sorry um uh Antigone's Oedipus' daughter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, I mean, that kind of is enough. That that in a in a sense would be the genetic part, you know, like when you're when you're growing up and you're learning about sexual taboo. Mm-hmm. Like there are kids that go in, like on Babel, like I, that poster that's in my room. The the one kid looks on it on a sister. The 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 Arabic kids or the mm-hmm. uh, Armenian kids, uh, they look on on their sister. Uh, the one kid looks on his sister while she's uh, uh, changing, so she's getting undressed and dressed, and he's sitting out there masturbating to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this part will be about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, anyway, so you know there has to be. An, uh, a sexual urge, like that's biological. That he that he'll find like a female, like a female, and mm-hmm. masturbate to it. 
but socially it's unacceptable. And, and so, so it's a learned. So some people uh, will have these these taboo thoughts, but they won't act on them because there's a social. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny in Arrested Development. There's uh, cousin crushes in there. Uh, I won't go into that, but I just made me think of it. But I, I you know, if I remember th- when I was growing up. Like, I don't know if your parents told you that incest was bad or anything, but my parents did. And my dad, the strict, the reasoning was because uh, of genetic deformities, that it'll probably give your kids genetic deformities. That is really weird. I know. And I just thought of it. Don't your sister because I just thought of it. Like, it wasn't like, you know, it's inherently wrong or whatever. Because, I mean, if you think about it, uh, in, in a world where genetic deformities in a world where ge- genetic deformities don't happen from incest brother sister love is okay uh socially acceptable to Ken John McCain John John McLean <laughs> hey, watch the onion oh, I don't remember what that guy's name is his name was um John Cressbeckler or something like that. Yeah. Joe, 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 Joe Ad or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Jode. Joe. Jode. It's something. But, okay, anyways. But, you know, if you think about it, platonic love and romantic love can be synonymous in, like, if if uh, there's a planet where they don't have, uh, if they, if evolution doesn't happen by natural selection... You're giving me the the angry eyes of no evolution. The abiogenesis couldn't happen on another planet because God created us here special, right? Yep. I haven't seen no aliens. I haven't seen no aliens. A bunch of stars on the planet were special. That's why God put all the other stars there. <laughs> That's why God made us. If you look at a map of the universe, Earth is completely indistinguishable from other specks. Well, no. The fact is. That we're so we're that's a special spot. Like he's not gonna make the entire universe special. Like that what makes us feel special. But we're the only ones here. That's why he loves us so much. It's perfect. You're right. But but you know, you know you get my point is that that you know it probably wouldn't even have been thought of by societies unless it was made up by a religion. Um, that incest would be wrong. You know what I mean? And usually the those those ideas come from just offhand observations that oh well blah 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 like oh I, gay sex blah 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 well, doesn't give us blah 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 children blah 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 it's wrong it, but for this it reason doesn't give us uh, children and it it like puts poop on our wieners for the <laughs> wrong but the, the, so don't do it because yeah well I you know I'd bet that um, but I mean, I don't see that's wrong. No, if you love each other. No, I I I understand. I but what I'm saying is that I wouldn't have been I wouldn't be surprised. Same with the kosher laws. Like those animals that were evil probably gave you disease, and I bet um, homosexual sex in in those days when they didn't know about condoms. STDs and condoms. And you are getting and and, man and it, your wiener and the hygiene is very low. Right. You're supposed to... They're prob- they probably died, like, not long after. It's funny that there's an actual biological reason for all the miracles, like the rules from the Bible. You could think about it. Mm-hmm. That there's... 
at a, that primitive stage in, in civilization. But but like, they attribute it to, well, obviously, God doesn't want us to do this. Like he'll curse us for doing this sort of thing. Not there are little bacteria in our but, colons. But uh, this enlightened world we have. Science. Science, yes. We we learn what is socially acceptable because of the reasons. Like we can prevent those things. So no longer it's not it's and not so a it should, it's So not a it shouldn't anymore. be, you know, considered immoral. Yeah. So beef we can eat beef now. Right, and pigs. Actually beef was okay because you could eat you could only, you could eat um animals that had cloven hoof and ate the ate the cud. But yeah, pigs so, pigs weren't among those. Well, I was just talking about like we can eat we can eat that resolves our problem when you can eat cows. Oh yeah, that that's that's why we have those rights. No, but it's I mean it's interesting to to think about. Um, you know, I've been trying to stay away from eating meat simply. Well, because my family was talking about cause they, you know you heard about this and it was the the man that slit the dog's throat. I didn't. Okay, well he said it's in West West Fargo. Really? Yeah, he slit this this dog's throat and let, left it to die. Well, um, did they? I assume they were. Sorry, I assume they released the name of the the, the guy. I don't. I didn't catch it. Okay. Uh, well, at least I don't remember it. Well, anyway, we were sitting out at dinner, and this is the first time I had heard it. And we were eating uh, steak sandwiches, something like that. My dad had made homemade steak sandwiches, and everybody's you know eating as eating as much as you know they please and of his meat and they're talking about how sick it is to go kill this dog blah 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 those people should as blah, they're blah, eating blah, just as they're eating something that was killed yeah <laughs> i would i wanted to bring it up but i didn't bring it up because all i would have just sparked a debate and i didn't you know i was eating it but i i wasn't like uh taking pride in the fact that you were yeah or 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 n- noting like the semi hypocrisy that was going on. I'm not. I'm not like accusing your family. I don't care. I, I'm just. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I was accusing my family in my head. Yeah. Of a hip, hip uh, being a hypocrite. I just like. Well, the only reason why we're eating this right now is because we didn't see the cow get shot in the head or like with a little. Pl- the little. <laughs> it's like a little. The thing in No Country for Old Men. Yep. It goes in and out of the brain. Yep. Messed up. Uh, but, yeah. So, I don't know. Think about that the next time you want to eat meat. And I probably won't stop eating meat. I, I, I think we should eat bugs, personally. See, yeah, seriously. Because they're... We should eat Gregor Samsis. Yeah. yeah. Ties in a perfect circle right back to the start. Uh, but, because they're... I may bring up some more points. That I think we should talk about uh, the metamorphosis. On more shows, we should just keep on talking. We'll read it backwards. Read it backwards, just See if it... amazing. Uh, but I think that um, what was I going to say? I can't believe that led into animal rights, though. Yeah, well, because of of what what's sentient, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bring up another topic, referring kind of to that in a second. But um, but yeah, I think we should eat, eat bugs. I think we should start. Well, not I you can't say domesticate, but farming bugs. Um, you can easily. But we already farm bees. Well, yeah, but 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 we don't farm like. Uh, well, I know, but I'm just saying it's possible. Or whatever. Other cultures do it. One reason J- why we the don't. The Asian. It's because it's taboo. Yeah, exactly. 
It's gross to eat bugs. You know, I'm actually sick. I, I can't think of eating a bug. I mean, I probably would eat, you know, like if it was like fried or like it yeah, was Yeah, no, was I, think, I think bugs would add awesome crunch to stir fry. Like like yeah. how, how we add... Like eating add, millipedes? Yeah, yeah. Like that's, that's what I'm... Like little wormy, you know. It would just be like eating meat. Yeah. But I'm not sure how it would taste. Uh, it's not like we eat shrimp, and shrimps are technically... They're anthrop- bottom feeders. Uh, they're anthrop- uh, anthropods. They have exoskeletons. Yeah. They don't have... Arth- sk- are they arthropods? Arthropods, or, yeah. whatever. Just no, I'm, I was just trying to think yeah, of... Arthropods, yeah. that's what the word is. Like, they're real, They're technically in more related to spiders and and uh, insects. Yeah. We eat them fine uh, uh, because... Uh, uh. Yeah. But but yeah, and they're they're bottom feeders, and all they eat is poop, pretty much. Yeah. But people don't realize this. But I, I of course I, they clean them. I'll they ad- clean their I admit to eating shrimp too. Shrimp. But I mean, it's a way. Uh, it's a far greater source of protein, like per fat, I guess, than than eating like steak. And steaks steak is full of like unsaturated and saturated. Yeah, fats. and I, uh, people get so worried about. Um, I forgot what omega sixes do. They, I believe they, they can look it up. They break down some sort of enzyme, and then, uh, and then f- omega threes, which fish carry, are the opposite, and they build that same enzy- enzyme. So if we we need to have a balance uh, of those fatty acids. I'm not sure what bugs are, but I know why the omega threes uh, fatty acids are in fish. It's because of the colder water, and apparently it's not. Uh, the the Wikipedia article was too technical for me to understand. I'm just well, you know, skimming. I'm not I'm not a nutritionist, but I know I'm just I under I understand that you need a balanced diet. Uh, but and you need to clean your But colon. when when people people get uh, worried, um, it if you like like that guy when you used to work at Subway who was like, well, you probably didn't cook or whatever, but but yeah. just like. Why would I want that that's been on the board or whatever? Like, say say you drop, um, I don't know, drop a noodle or something on the floor or drop or Do this shrimp. All the time. Like, you cook and then you cook it out at a high temperature. Like, I, I am not worried about it because you're going to kill all the bacteria. bacteria. It probably had more bacteria well, I mean, from not, you not touching more, it. But it had, it had a, a good amount of bacteria from being in the package already, mm-hmm. but when you throw it on the... And all the people that touched it in the yeah. store. Uh, I always tell people in this uh, when I'm bagging my groceries uh, that they're, they're like, oh, well, you know, you got to separate all the meats. Like, you can't have two steaks in the same bag. I'm like, well, you know, the... the What's the, the reasoning for this? Like, why would you have a ground hamburger because the possibility that that ground hamburger is from the same cow like each, all of that is from the same cow is not very likely high. yeah because but well, I don't understand what they're worried about I, I don't know what they're worried about either if they're going to cook it fine well I don't necessarily I eat like my steaks medium rare I mean not medium rare but medium medium. I, I eat steaks but, medium but and hamburgers is, medium well what you do is you, you, you cook the meat you don't cook it thoroughly but you get it to a high enough temperature that uh, it will kill off all the and bacteria all you need to do for steaks is cook the is outside it, of them you just gotta do that bad data for, or pretty much is because uh, it's mostly the exterior that's gonna get contain most of the bacteria 
It'll but, also but, seep in, though. But it's, it, I'm just saying, like, I, I understand that it could get in there, but the majority of the bacteria is going to be on the exterior. Yeah. That's why. Well, I think that's, what you're worried for is the, the things that are actually would be found in the meat, like salmonella. Salmonella is not like it's not uh, found on like uh, normally on tabletops and and on the surface. It's probably already infested into the meat, like when you buy it. Hmm. Uh, well, that's usually if it's spoiled, and that's and that's already bad. You shouldn't be eating contaminated meat in the first place. Hmm. And that's usually because it's been sitting in cow uh, sitting in cow manure. I was going to just turn it towards your head. Just leave it alone. Uh, You know. And because cows stand in their own manure all the time. Yep. Uh, What was I going to say? Because I don't understand. Because salmonella is a gut and E. coli is a gut virus. Like, those are found in your digestive tract. There's actually, uh, I read recently that there's... About a billion in each person's digestive tract. Yeah, term. yeah, yeah. But you're not. I don't think salmonella is supposed to be in there. I don't. Uh, I'm just talking I'm about pretty E. coli. Escher coli. Uh, but uh, to find that in the meat is kind of weird because it's not supposed to be seeping into the muscle. Yeah, it's just the the one like there's one strain of it that is negative towards humans. I don't know. I don't understand where it comes from. From it's from the and the, manure the manure because they're sitting, they're standing on their own shit. Yeah. But which comes and so, from their and but gut. then and it doesn't get cleaned well. Like if you watch um, Fast Food Nation or Food Inc. I like Food Inc. That was a good documentary. Um, I learned a lot of my stuff. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what we have to say about food rights and and <laughs> things. Well, I was gonna say also about identity is that. Um, this also made me think, I mean, there probably weren't very many transgender people in 1950 or 1915, I mean, but if you think about it, Gregor was still the same person and, but his family couldn't accept him. And you can definitely translate that into transgendered, uh, identity or like, you know, Uh people that have a different gender identity than their biological gender. Uh, I go to work as a beggar, and <laughs> you take a lot of pride in that, don't you? <laughs> yep. And uh, certain people will certain people will say, "Oh, well, there's this weird guy that comes in dressed up as a woman." Blah blah blah. I'm like, so what? Like it's like it's so weird. Like he's evil. Like I can understand how. Like sometimes it's shocking. Like I that, I, I, I won't I won't deny it. But and sometimes it's funny. Like like not. When it's intended to be funny, but um, but I mean, there there are people that actually don't identify with their biological gender, and in that case, uh, it's it's like okay, you know, whatever. Then like, then then you're still the person you were. It's not like it's not like those people before they got sex changes or before they started dressing up like as a woman, they thought to themselves, uh. Wouldn't it you know, be funny? Wouldn't it be, or wouldn't it be funny, or wouldn't it be weird, or whatever, if I changed sexes? Because then I could be a different person. No, they still they're they're the they're the same person, but they're making their exterior match their interior. What if you were forced to have a sex change? Then that's I, that's more than the predicament then, of Greg then, or Samsa. Oh yeah, yeah. But so. but it's not like it's not like he um, felt like a different person. 
you know, I, he still wanted yeah, people to treat him the same. And that, and that's, and that's the point I'm getting at with, like, with transgendered people. They're like, okay, then they, 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 they make the, the transition, and they're like, well, still treat me like the same. You know, I'm still the same person. Mm-hmm. It's just, I'm still the same person. I'm just not a man or I'm well, not a woman your, your anymore. Your personality isn't controlled by your dick and your vagina. It's controlled by, by your, your brain. brain. Yeah. So. Well, it's somewhat controlled by because there's glandular things and. Well, that's. Well, I mean, like pituitary gland and hor- hormonal, hormonal things, things. That's not a, that are regulated. Neurotransmitters and blah blah blah. By just by well, strict I mean, brain activity. Well, it sounds like determinism to me. <laughs> no, I mean. It it's uh, it it is determinism. Your, I mean your experience and stuff like that. I mean, also goes into your personality, like. Uh, right. You know what I mean? And, and, it's not and like that can shape... I'm biologically programmed to be a, a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You can't be biologically programmed to be a filmmaker. I mean, you can have some sort of genetic propensity that of like... That gives you a potential like, to like, be a like filmmaker. To be right-brained. Is it right-brained that's artistic side? I so. And, and, you know, and, and visually oriented and things like that. The thing is, uh, I was I, I was physically... Uh, had the physical aptitude to play football in college, and uh, I chose not to. I chose I, like I, it's not because I said because I could have totally gave into the pressure. Like I could have because my parents really wanted me to. I said I don't want to. Like mm-hmm. it's just not something I enjoy. Uh, like that's controlled. That that could that's the the genetic control. Like I'm I'm physically oriented to do this, but I'm not going to do it because my personality doesn't. Yeah, who who like? It, it, I don't identify with being a football player, just like a transgender person wouldn't identify with being their sex organ. Yeah. Uh. Uh. What was I gonna say? Yeah, I, I I didn't mention my movie. What movie? The Awkward Shoes of Insects. Oh yeah, I. I <laughs> I didn't. Th- I thought of it last night, but I didn't think of it tonight. I didn't think of it. Uh, I didn't think of it till now for some reason. Once but, you post it, it'll be. Yeah, up I should post it on the internet. But the first thing I do in that, I realized I actually followed the 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 um, parallel. Oh, I guess perpendicular. If you parallel, I, I don't know if it's a parallel because it's going the absolute opposite way of what happened in the. Sort of. Well, because. I mean, it, it meets at one point, like, the point, the premise is the same, but it's completely backwards. Uh, well, if you're, if you're in mind of a bug, what's the first thing? You're not thinking about your responsibilities. You're not thinking about what you want to go. He's automatically thinking about food. Mm-hmm. Like I would, Survival. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was making him, like, immediately. Like, you have no empathy for when he dies at the end. You have, like, you, you actually find it kind of funny that he dies as a bug because... Like I don't feel sad for him because it's no like, he died way in the beginning. We dehumanized him at the at, like at the start. <laughs> at the start. So you go through that and and he's like looking at bugs. You're like, oh, this is so strange to look at a human, like gonna and and eat and, a and, piece and then, of gum. And then his wife, his his mom, I mean, uh, his uh, his his uh, girlfriend or wife or whatever his his spouse uh, gets hits him with a car. I'm spoiling the end. Uh, spoiler alert! This whole episode is a spoiler. Yeah, basically. Well, she runs over and she's distraught. N- absolute opposite ending of the—not uh, absolute. They both die, but 
absolute opposite reaction of the the family member in that they, one. They feel they're like they they're not. You can tell that there is some sort of sullen tone yeah. to their their mood, but it's, well, it's but when they, they get they as, thought, as soon as as soon as because he they thought he like basically died in the beginning, right? As where she doesn't where they're having to, having to take care of a dead person this whole yeah. time, but that but you know they they when he when he did die die, they're like, you can tell that there is some sort of like small amount of remorse that they're feeling, but then throughout the rest of the day. They get back, or they get to the work of we're taking the day off. They write their letters and stuff, but they're yeah. they're still like back to responsibilities. Oh, like time to find you a bride, little girl, and yeah. stuff. Um, and th- there's not there's not any like serious uh, loss. Well, now thinking about the book, because uh, I I well, because I forgot my motives like entire like not entirely but partial partially my motives when I made that movie i know i really wanted to make one about the metamorphosis that's why i really want to remake it because i think i could write it way better than i i could even make possibly uh because i I wanted it to be at first a horror movie i wanted to be he would like bug aggressive aggressive bug just like attacking her and she's like mostly distraught because he he's fighting her but she doesn't realize he's a bug and stuff like that like that would have had to take more scripting. Yeah, that would have yeah. had to take way more scripting and way more time than I. But I think w- I think what you did with it is definitely, um, like I I was like, really satisfied with what happened yeah. with it. Uh, well, story wise, that's how it w- with my editing, I I I, sent, I didn't really, because I think a lot of people they didn't get the story as much. But that's not my point when I was editing it or, like, writing it. I wasn't trying. My goal of this thing was to make a human figure look as inhuman as possible. Because, uh, so that's why I did all that, like, the hull shot and the and the bed shot where the yeah. mouth and the screaming and all, like, the... And when he goes and upstairs, the I go, food. Gee, 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 gee. Yeah. It wasn't because, uh, like... Uh, like I just randomly doing it. Like I, there was all purpose behind why why I was doing it. Like I really wanted to make him look not human by using editing it rather than and uh, just saying like straight out that. Well, this guy's a bug mind now. Yeah. And, uh, then, and then some guys people are like, so what? Does he turning into a monster or something? Yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I obviously say at the end it's based on the metamorphosis, and I don't know if in the credits, yeah, if everybody's read that. So yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. No, I, I mean, I'd be, I think it'd be cool to to, to remake that film. Uh, I'd also, I mean, like, I would want to. Wish I had a tripod. Film the yeah we should yeah that's what but I mean. we need to get a better camera. Too, but yeah, I know. But it just happened. It was really unfortunate that my the time. Oh yeah, you I, didn't have a tripod then. Yeah, I did didn't you? have a tripod then, and so it was kind of shaky. So it looked kind of unprofessional, but yeah, it's I, not I like I am a fine. professional. But um, uh, oh, oh, I like I would like to make. I know there are some film versions of the Metamorphosis, but I think it would be. You like, think about it. I awesome to is adapt a, it. A, I, yeah, I was yeah, thinking uh, about that too. Um, I love that movie. Yeah, it's a it, it's a great. I one. pretty much what that's what made me want to 
read this book, actually. Really? It was because he's turning into a bug. But that happened much slower, and that was more the process of him becoming uh, dehumanized. Not like... Like, he's actually physically becoming a bug. And... Uh, and his his behavior is starting to reflect that. So it's it's more of a metamorphosis than the metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. That's kind of just a and change, and he's it, it. And it's a it's a you're thrown into change rather than you transition into change. Yeah. Like the fly is as a transition. The fly is your, also a your, transition your, too, because right. insect politics. But what I'm saying is like your film and the metamorphosis are you're thrown into change, but one's. Uh, One's physiological and one's psychological, and uh, the fly is both, but it's a transition. Yeah, partially why I did it uh, psychological. See, you know what I really would think it would be awesome if you took the metamorphosis and you you had Gregor Samsa switch uh, switch with the bug. Like, what happened would happen if you switched like their bodies, like. Uh, like you saw them parallel like with each other, that could be kind of like cartoony though. Like what do you mean? Like like, like say you know there's a, bu- like there's a little Gregor running around in a, in a yeah in so, the hallways like, yeah but it but it's but it's just scavenging and stuff. Is yeah. that is that what you mean? Well, I mean like uh, not a little Gregor, but like he is his he the bug is in his body and then all of a sudden he's transported to the bug's body. But that kind of seems like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids ish. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think if I made the metamorphosis, uh, it'd have to be adapted because I don't know uh, how people would take to like computer graphics or something unless you know they made would, they you made know, you know they you made like a, 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 an ET type puppet. I was going to say like say like Alien, they use costume, but like a David Cronenberg in the Naked Lunch they had insect. Uh, typewriters. Typewriter bugs. Typewriter bugs, yeah. Well, those are just bugs in general. Those look fucking awesome. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't really... There's something about computer graphics that... It, it can be it throws, offsetting. It throws off the suspension of disbelief. When you look at an actual, like, physical... Right. Uh, ...object on the camera, it, it really... You're like, it's this creepy. is real life. Yeah. And, th- and, that, and that's why... Yeah, E.T. is such an identifiable film, and there—that's what I need. You'd need to do if you made the metamorphosis and made him a bug. You'd have to do because well, you, what you would need to do is extremely, extremely humanize Gregor because in order to pull off, I the, think Gregor should be crawling on walls and like eating his family, and they have to run away. And so like, brutal. Yeah, make it. Uh, no. And then all of a sudden there's a huge explosion, like a helicopter mm. flies through the window because he's been looking out the window the entire time. They're like, oh, shut up, please. And you know and who's there? J- John McClane. John McClane comes down, and then Gregor's like, hey, come on, John McClane. And he's like, yippee ki motherfucker. And it <laughs> shoots Gregor, but he spins around, deflects the bullet right back at John McClane, and blows off his head. And then Robocop comes in. <laughs> okay, so my point was, is I, in order to really capture the essence of the metamorphosis, you have to make Gregor the absolute victim of because of the is, story, and because the because story is such a tragic story. You, you you when you're reading that, you're just like, why don't they understand Gregor? Like what? Like why don't they understand that he's still their son? 
and that like he's a member of their family why like they don't love him and I, part you know part of that is that repressed uh he's not nobody's going to provide for us anymore yeah. feeling but uh it's also the whole terror of it but you know the, um, the whole the whole the whole while you 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 well, don't, what under, I was gonna don't say understand earlier was that uh that one scene with the the father it kind of makes you think a uh, parallel to god and and adam and eve and like just humanity in general god is this giant man that's capable of everything like terrifying to us we're this vermin that can't communicate with him how are we supposed to like uh like we can't we like we obviously like he's not listening to our prayers if if that's the case because we don't have anybody watching out for us mm -hmm. like we we that's what 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 it was it was the cancer patients die the all the time that pray yeah centrical uh the, the illusion of centrical point of view uh like the egocentric uh point of view uh, is that we believe that there's always going to be somebody there's somebody watching out for us like uh, we uh, we'll always find a, a way back and that's what Franz Kafka is is saying that's not true in his stories is there isn't like we have nobody watching like out life for super us. sucks like uh, sometimes we have to do it on our own like we have to do it out of our own willpower to and that's and that was what was the problem with um with Gregor's tragic flaw basically was that he couldn't uh he had no one to basically help. well not only that but he couldn't make he, the best of his situation mm -hmm. um yeah i don't remember what i was going to say uh also oh what i was going to say is that when i was reading the the part where well, not just the whole story in general, but the whole Gregor's purpose for exist or his purpose in life was to not exist at the end. Yeah. Was how the fuck, like, well, you know, this is fiction, but this is kind. Of, I mean, it, it reflects reality. It's philosophical fiction. Yeah. Uh, that how the fuck could a god exist, like, or uh, a benevolent god? exist a god that cares about us if, if, exist when the purpose of someone's life is to die, die. i mean obviously christianity is centered around that because that's what jesus was his purpose was to die uh to be sacrificed to die for, yeah not only die blood, blood sacrifice because he needs to be he needs to be nothing but the blood for, of jesus for us, for us love the love of us that's what that's what they were saying another thing in uh uh gregor becomes a christ figure in the end like he dies to free his to family free them of of the burden, their burden of his like of the sin and the so, apple yeah but uh, kafka was a jew so yeah uh, but but yeah no but, but he lived in a but the thing is why but, he was so unsuccessful was because he lived he was he was a czech speaking uh jew that lived in germany uh, in a Christian, but he died before Hitler rose to power. Well, but I mean, so. like, just in Christian Jews were persecuted before that. Like Christians didn't like them before that, so mm -hmm. that's why he was unsuccessful, pretty much, because yeah, and most would most of his nobody would most of his work it. wasn't published till after he died. Yeah. Um. But. Uh. But yeah, I I just found that like insanely depressing that people can think that 
this this omni mind can absolutely care about us when shit like that happens. It's because it's another thing that they say was transferred from when we were a child over to when we were an adult. Like still, people believe that we're their thing. There's something li- uh, looking out for us, like a parent would look out for us when we're kids because we don't think that anything bad's going to happen to us when we're kids because our parents are there to look out for yeah. us. But that when we're an adult, we have to realize that there is nobody like when we've surpassed our parents, there's nobody looking out for us. Like that's Gregor surpassed his parents. Like his, his, uh, father, he's taking care of his father now. Mm-hmm. So he's the head, like he's responsible for everything. So there's nobody looking out for him. It's kind of like who watches the watchman. Well, it's that I have a, I have a real life example because in my world religions class, uh, two semesters ago, everybody each week, people had to, write and speak about their reflections on the reading for a week. And I remember one girl who not only went to college with us, but she went to high school with us. Um, she spoke about how uh, college was kind of difficult because, you know, she wasn't near her family anymore. So, and, and not only that, her family lives in Arizona now too. So she can't just go to, back to Fargo and, and see them, but she was talking about how, well, now that I'm not, uh, I can't visit and talk to my biological, f- or I can't seek help from my biological father uh, pretty much anymore. Like, I seek more help from my, my spiritual father and whatever. And that and to me, that spoke to, I always want somebody to be able to be looking out for me. And so it feels good to have some, you know, Somebody. Big, big, big daddy in the sky to be sky looking daddy. up, looking over my shoulder. That's what I said today. There's Jesus fish on the back. I'm like, they, they pray to their sky daddy every night. Yep. Come, they come with the money. You know, so he and, punishes and, them. And, yeah. God's <laughs> yep. sky no, he's, a, he's a mafia boss. Like, uh, but the, it, it really feels comfortable to people, uh, when, when, this omnipresent being is looking out for them all the time, then they don't have to worry so much, you know? But the problem is that when that's not true and then bad stuff happens to you, you're not as self-reliant as you could be. Yep. You don't learn independence. Yeah. You know, it kind of makes me sad because I feel like I'm uh, so dependent on my parents that mm-hmm. I don't know how to to get out of this. But I know I can. Like, I, I know if they're, they would help me the funny thing is that my parents would help me become independent. Like it's not like they're kicking me out because of, for their own sake, they're kicking me out. They're they're helping me for become your... independent because that's what I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it comes with benefits to them. No, they're only doing it for themselves. That's why they pay all this money and all this stuff for. I was uh, listening to because I will pay them in the future. It, back in the future with right, favors. Right. I, I was listening to one of the first, either the first or second episode of our show yeah. earlier today, and I was thinking about the altruism and how we we're talking about how some people believe that everything that we do is self-motivated. You know, all, all we, everything we do, all, we only do because it's going to help us or make us feel good or whatever. And and you know, I don't care if that's 
true because it's probably true for everything we do uh in in some percentage of of the motivation it's but not entirely self motivated but, but right but what i'm saying is that in you know a lot of altruistic things it's not even the main motivating factor and that's and that's what's important like obviously it feels good to give to charity because you know you're going to help people but but the fact that you know you're going to help people hey i'm going to help somebody that is the main thing and then you're yeah. like then then when you think about it in reflection i, I mean obviously it was probably that motivator was probably there when you did it in the first place but you think about it you're like you know that's great that that somebody is going to benefit from this and then i can i can be happy because that's going to happen well you're doing it to become happy no, that, that, that's the opposite of what I just said. No, that's that's the opposite of what I just said. I just said that <laughs> because you understand that somebody's going to benefit from it, and you you recognize that that is a good positive thing, mm-hmm. and that's why. Like if that, I'm not saying. I mean, even some people probably really, the main reason they most, do it is because it feels good. Most most uh, altruistic behavior is self other behavior. Like it's uh, well, I'm doing it. For the sake of you, because that will ultimately—I mean—that will help myself. But it's not. But first of all, you're saying I will do this for you, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, but I mean. And the reason altruistic behavior survives, like if you're talking about on a genetic level, is because that not everybody with like altruistic genes or whatever uh, engages in altruistic behavior. Yep. Like, so. While the 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 gene for altruism will still survive, if a dad lays down his life for his kids, but then his kids can propagate, and then the altruism gene will continue, and the kids may not have to engage in altruism, but they've still reproduced, and altruism still exists. Forever, forever. But but that's 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 one of the counter arguments for evolution is, you know, well, how could something like altruism exist in in Jeez. evolution? Like it's not that well, hard to. It, it that helps explain. your aids in survival. Yeah, of it, it, of, it, the, the of, of the of a bigger part of the gene population, uh, and when one sacrifices, it's because uh, that's how social animals work. That's why uh, ants will sacrifice themselves for the sake of the colony because they're programmed pretty what, much. What there's a uh, per, what prairie dogs do is that each day one prairie dog will go up. At like the top of the mound, and they'll set, they'll nail it to a cross. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> it. No, uh, they they'll they'll go up and if they see a predator, they'll start barking. But that could put that could put them at risk. But you know, if one dies, oh. then then the rest of the colony can stay in safety. But well, what will happen is that'll give the time that'll give the time for the, the ones below to arm themselves. So they're shooting could... down birds like airplanes. Yep. And getting their little gopher tanks. It'll be so brutal. They got like like little wheels, you know, like little their little hamster wheels. Spikes. Just, just think think about that. Reflect on that for the week. I think that's our last thought. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think on that note we should end it. I think uh, that 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 was a really good episode. It was really engaging, thought provoking, brutal. It started off slow, and then it yeah, there was some parts where we kind of lagged, but uh, then, but then, but then, but then the then the latency rose, and we uh, we got we got, back. we got a good FPS, we got frame yep. per second. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I'm really 
glad we did this episode. Uh, we may talk about Metamorphosis again in the future, probably come back up now that I'm exposed to it. You'd read it before. We probably bring it up all the time because I always bring up novels that I read all the time just in reference. It feels good to read a novel and then you can later allude to it later on. Like, oh, well, example in this in this book that I've read, blah, blah, blah. It makes you feel like you understand more of your yeah. your world. And you can yeah fall back on a lot more uh, mm-hmm. in arguments. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but I want to thank you guys again for listening. Uh, we're the Mental Masturbation Podcast. Every time. Uh, <laughs> we all right, Remember, our, our website is www.mentalmasturbationpodcast.com, and you can email us at mentalmasturbationpodcast at gmail.com, which you can link to directly from our website. Uh, and you can Google it too. Yep, you can Google it. You can do Facebook. It? Actually, I don't think if you if you I've Googled If you it. Google Mentor Masturbation Podcast, I think our website is like fifth or sixth on the list. But one of our one it. of our episodes is number one. Um, but you'll f- if you but you will definitely find it and, and you know feel free to and porn. <laughs> <laughs> if, if no, actually, I don't. If you type the whole name, I don't think you find porn right away. Well, if you go to images, you'll find porn. Probably that's you probably can true. Much, you can uh, pretty much type anything. Rule thirty four. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we want your feedback. You know, if you just listen to this episode and you don't really have much to say, go back and listen to the other I episodes. I really want you to insult us. Or <laughs> insult us. Uh, you know, we we want your feedback. Definitely uh, leads to good conversation. And yeah, we'll probably mention it on the show. Or yeah, it'll probably incite us to bitch, bitch at you if you wrote something wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> like like the guy that emailed us last week. Yeah, or or, or, or we'll praise you because so far we haven't gotten really. Yeah, yeah. we've gotten uh, a f- well, some of them have been jokes, but we've gotten two emails that were directly just you're wrong, basically, yep. and then we got one that was just kind of suggest like a good paragraph of suggestions, and then uh, a couple jokes. Well. The one from his suggestions, we 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 knew him personally. Oh, yeah. Wait, so he's helpful, but the other ones we didn't know these people, and they blatantly said that we were wrong, and we we were. And stupid. they didn't elaborate. All they did was just get really mad. And then we were we responded, responded to kindly, them. and there was no response. I guess like, that's the way it works. I guess they're not going to put it, the. Well, they don't. They don't. Either they don't care about our eternal souls, or they don't have good uh Argument. reasons for their, or they their arguments. Or or their their they lack yeah, lack evidence in their own eternal souls. Yeah. It's just silly. Yeah. Uh, well, I just I think it's I think it's uh kind of amusing that that we are so blatantly atheists on this. <laughs> like the like constantly. It's not like we're We'll be talking about anything, and all of a sudden we're like... like kind of like how God in the Bible... <laughs> yeah, like, so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of like my thought process throughout the day. Like, I'll, I'll see something, and I was like, you know, that's just like this one story in the Bible, or the blah, 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 blah. At least you reference the Bible all the time. Yeah, no, I know the Bible pretty well now. Uh, way better than I did as, as a Christian. It's kind of poison your mind, Kevin. Yeah, poison. You should just not read it at all and not pay attention to it at all. And it'll go away. And I'll lose the memory of it. Yeah. Uh, that's true to an extent, but not I'll really. type 
She's gonna beat me to death. Okay, well, let's okay, that, that, oh, but that anyways, <laughs> take take initiative to email us. We really would appreciate it. Uh, but I think that's all for now. We'll probably come back next week or or something with some good information for you. Masturbation. Masturbation information. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Yeah.